This is episode 68 of the HuffCast. It is July 24th, 2020. <laughs> Coronavirus still going along. It has been 139 days since I have performed live stand-up comedy. That's that's a long time. It was a long time. We've had shows get canceled. Got nothing on the horizon. I did, have done a few Zoom shows. I did... Uh, Jamie Kaler's Zoom show last night for the Dadlands, uh, which is a place on Facebook for dads to tell stories about raising kids uh, from their perspective. A little bit different from the mommy stories, but uh, it's a cool, cool thing he's got going on. He had a uh, kind of a um, uh, what do you call it? A variety show last night, and I was the stand-up comedian. And then he had um, Don the Dragon Simpson or Samson. Don the Dragon, what was it? It was Don the Dragon Wilson. Don the Dragon Wilson was on uh, on the show last night, and he told stories. He's an actor, kung fu fighter, and uh, kind of like a Bruce Lee-type guy. And he was telling a bunch of stories about fighting, about uh, martial arts and movies, and who's for real, who's not. Um, he did say uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme is jean Fraud. Van Dam. <laughs> He's taking shots. He said he has no fear. I mean, this dude's 64 years old. I don't know how old Jean-Claude is. Uh, he's probably about that, huh? I mean, Bloodsport was a long, long time ago. Um, Jean-Claude Van Dam. How old is he? Let's see. He's born in 60. Now I got to do math. He's 59, 59 years old. Uh, so he's he's five years younger than this dude, and this dude's like, yeah, I'll fight him in a heartbeat. He's like, that guy does not know how to fight, uh, <laughs> and I'll take him down. And so it's kind of cool to listen to him. But I think I don't know that I trust his. Um, I don't know that I trust his judgment because one of the guys asked him, and this is this is something that men do frequently when they're around each other is they like come up with these fake scenarios like could you do this if this and then you know some guy will say something outlandish like yes I could I could run up that mountain in seven minutes they're like what are you crazy it would take you two and a half days like no if I was running at full speed and I had no distractions if I didn't have a kid holding me down the whole way if I could wear the shoes that I wore in high school like absolutely seven and a half minutes you got it uh, <laughs> uh, this is the kind of things guys do. And this one dude asked him, he said, Hey, hey, Don, the Dragon Simpsons, my friends and I have been debating this for years. If you put Mike Tyson in his prime in a room against 10 dudes who, you know, just ordinary dudes, don't know how to fight, not overly strong, just 10 full grown men against Mike Tyson, who's going to win that fight? And Don, he goes, well, he started out honest. He goes, he goes, you know, that 10 is a lot of guys. Which, yeah, 10 is a lot of guys. If you all come at him at once, 10 is too many. He said, but I think Mike Tyson, he's like, if he had, well, he goes, if he doesn't have anything on his hands, he's going to start breaking his hands and then you can take him. <laughs> when he punches you, he's going to break his hand and then he won't be, you know, it would be useless. But if he could have small, like small MMA gloves, then he will literally kill people with punches. 
but it really doesn't matter. Like he's gonna get two, maybe two punches off before everybody else piles on, and then he's toast. Yeah, sure, a few of them are gonna lose some ears. Okay, you yeah, ten guys in go go into a room, you know, eleven ears come out. He's gonna take nine ears with him. Uh, but I think you got him. And Don's like, no, Mike Tyson's too strong. He'll beat you. Uh, so give me a break, okay? Ten of me. And it, for for those of you who are keeping score at home, this is the second time that I'm going to call out Mike Tyson, okay? The first time was when I met him uh, back in 2006, and I was at a party in Los Angeles where they were giving out free drinks. I used to get invites to these parties. A friend of mine uh, would run promo for these like big exclusive parties and she'd go, Oh yeah, I'll put you on the list and I'd go and I'd I'd drink for free and, you know, get to see this Hollywood, you know, swaggy moment, uh, you know, event. And uh, I would go, and that's where the first place I met Ray Romano, and I, <laughs> I I didn't know what to say. I was in line for a drink. It's probably my fourth drink of the night, and I turn, and Ray Romano's standing right behind me waiting for a drink. And I turn, and I go, hey, Ray. And he goes, hey, man. That's that's my best friend. Hey, man. <laughs> you know, he, he's used to it. Everybody knows who he is. He, he doesn't know who anybody is. I was like, all right. And then Mike Tyson was at that party. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast before. I, I'm sure I probably have. Uh, but Mike Tyson is there, and this is at the end of the party. You know, things are kind of bleeding out, and uh, I've had my share of drinks. And I see Mike Tyson stand there, and he's got uh, two women, uh, one on each arm. And, and he's sitting there. He's wearing a leather coat. And I, I'm like, oh, I got to say hi to Mike. I got to say hi to Mike Tyson. Like, he's right there. I got to say hi to him. And I stumble over there, and I'm like, hey, champ, great to see you here. Great to see you. And I shake his hand, and he's sitting talking. And, you know, it's like it's not this awkward moment where, like, all of a sudden I'm standing there. But, uh, you know, he's, he's like, talking to somebody else, and he sort of opens up so that I'm a part of the conversation. But I'm not listening to anything they're saying because all I can think about as I'm staring at Mike Tyson, who's like, I don't know, he's like five foot eight, maybe. I'm just staring at him, and he's got a leather coat on, so you can't see any of his muscles. And I'm looking at him, and I'm going, eh, this guy ain't that big. <laughs> this guy ain't that tough. This guy's world champ. Come on. <laughs> and then I, I kind of like swallowed, and I was like, oh, okay. Hoff, you're drunk. Time to go home. When you're sizing Mike Tyson up, it's time to go home. This isn't this isn't pre-face tattoo. He had the tattoo right there. Like this is Mike Iron Mike Tyson standing there, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I could probably take him. Okay, I better get home. And <laughs> so I saw myself the door. Um, so then the, this is my second time. But ten of me, ten of me against Iron Mike. I I think Hoff's coming out ahead slightly earless but ahead i think i think i could take him so all that to say i don't think don the dragon simpson is is fully there like he's got a lot of uh confidence and he probably can be jean-claude van damme if he says if he says this guy's not a real martial artist but he says he's a black belt but he's not trained in fighting so i guess that's the difference it's like it's like you got one guy that can do the moves, but then when you put an opponent against you, like he's going down. So sounds to me like he's not afraid of him, and he's had the opportunity to fight Jean-Claude, and Jean-Claude backed out. So, you know, probably believe in Don there. And it's kind of cool listening to him talk. So that was a fun show. But all in all, Zoom shows are not great. The, like the energy 
is not there. I've done strictly stand-up Zoom shows before, too. And just the energy in the room, and there's a timing difference you got to get. And once you once you figure that out, you know, where the laughs are coming and stuff, then you, you can do okay. But there's just not that energy. There's something about a live show. And you know that, you know, when you go to see a concert, you might go to see a no-name band, and they're just okay. But but you're seeing them live, and you kind of get caught up in the moment of it, and it's just better. There's an energy to it. And that's really what I miss the most. I miss the energy of being out there around people and, and that creativity flowing. And, and the best nights are when your jokes are working, but they're working to a point where like you're adding lines to them and you're playing with them and, and you're doing a slightly different act out than you've ever done before. And you're kind of, you know, riffing with the crowd and it's all going seamless. And when you're really in the zone, when you've been performing, you know, night after night and you're on the road, you just, I've heard comics refer to it as being road strong, where you just, you know, you're, all your powers are stacking on top of each other and and that those are the best days where the audience figures out what makes you funny or you got, you know, a handful of people in the crowd that know who you are. So you've got some fans there and they just, you know, you're able to play with it. And those are the best nights. Those are the ones that I really, really miss. And I cannot wait. They're saying hopefully early 2021 we'll start to get uh, some of the vaccines out. And oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I'm starting to book dates and I hope I hope they stick. I hope. Uh, you know, I think Fauci said um, a few months into 2021, we should be uh, dispersing the vaccine if everything goes according to plan. So hopefully that happens. In the meantime, you know, wear a mask. Does it, no matter what your feeling on it is, just do it for other people. It doesn't matter. Like it, it could be BS. It could be real. It could be helping you. It could, you know, it might not do that much. Who cares? Just do it. It's a tiny thing. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway. All right. Uh oh oh I got uh I got my refund back from the IRS the state IRS uh gave me my refund it wasn't <laughs> so funny how uh you um I I owed federal taxes and then I was getting a refund at the state level and so you type in your bank account you know do, just do the direct deposit and direct withdrawal whatever uh, so everything happens quickly and you enter that in and I mean I had no sooner than pressed submit on my taxes and the IRS had their arm in my bank account taking out the feds were in there just scraping <laughs> the coins out of my bank account like the second I pressed go on TurboTax uh, and do you think the state did the same thing you think they're just like there it is <laughs> there's your uh, refund nope State took eight days. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's what you get come to expect, though. But eight days later, got my refund, so that's all good. Don't have to worry about that for... Oh, this is the other thing that sucks, is next year it's going to be... The tax deadline is going to be back to April 15th. So now I only got nine months. Normally you have a year. But now I only got nine months, and ugh, that's going to suck when that comes back around. Uh, but maybe I'll do just a little by little to get it going. Um, meanwhile, uh, family and I are still in the Midwest, hunkered down, um, just, just enjoying the Midwest. I'm doing, you know, some writing things, so I, I'm trying to keep busy, and, and so when this thing lifts, I'll be ready to come back out and entertain, and I'm, uh, I'm getting some videos together, and, and, uh, 
And, and so I, I should be posting some things that'll be entertaining. I haven't done that in like a week or two. So hopefully I'll, I'll get back online. It's just exhausting. Some people post on Twitter every single day. Some people are, you know, constantly putting up stories on Instagram, on Facebook. Isn't that overload? Isn't that over? Like I do this once a week and, uh, and people seem to enjoy that, but it's, I don't know, posting every single day. Isn't that too much? too much for everybody like the people that are posting that much i i end up unfollowing them because i'm just like that you know what i don't care that much like (laughs) keep me keep me in the loop from time to time that's all i need and so that's how i operate uh with my online stuff i don't want to don't want to inundate everyone with too much nick hoff you uh, you know i'm a firm believer you can have too much nick hoff sometimes my wife looks at me and goes you know what why don't you just walk away (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you just get away from me for half a day, okay? She can tell when I'm when I'm needing the <laughs> the attention because I haven't been getting it in 139 days. But we've uh, you know we've been going out a little bit, which I'll be the first to admit we got lax a few weeks ago. We got lax. We had gone to the beach and we went out to like a brewery, and I kind of looked at everybody and it goes maybe. Maybe we are part of the problem right now. So we've since like tightened back up and everybody's still healthy. Uh, but we did go to the brewery we went to. Um, it's so weird. It was up in Michigan and they've got they've got mask mandates, which I, I don't mind. So you go indoors, you wear a mask. Uh, but they also did all these other mandates that the that the establishment had to adhere to and one of them was that uh bartenders and servers had to wear gloves like rubber gloves and that in in uh principle seems like a good idea yeah let's protect people let's make them wear gloves but the problem is in practice it it doesn't work at all because the bartender that was making the drinks uh was wearing gloves but he was also taking payments he was also like touching all these things. He would like hike up his britches. He'd he'd take my credit card. He'd tap on the computer, and then he'd touch an olive and poke it on a little thing and stick it in a drink. You're like, this is no good. That doesn't work. Like you got to take off the gloves to handle the the currency, and then you got to put on new gloves. Like you can't just the glove is not getting washed. What is happening right now? And so something that's meant to protect us is actually probably doing more harm than good and i'm just looking at it going guys and i even said something to the guys like it's gloves for everything he's like yeah yeah they make us do it and i'm like well the somebody with the half a brain needs to say well this isn't the way it's supposed to be like you can't just look at somebody and say like i remember I remember growing up and and people like make blanket statements like I remember my dad <laughs> uh God bless him he he tried to uh, I wasn't doing well in one of my classes and so he's I it was uh what was it it was it was junior year math I wasn't getting a good grade he went to like parent teacher conferences and he shows up and he's like Nick is getting a D minus and he goes what the hell what a D minus why and he showed him uh my my test scores were like my test scores were like 97%. He goes 97 what's going on? And he goes but his homework is 13%. He only does 13% of the homework. And my dad looked at me like I was the biggest moron in the world 
And and we left, and he goes, what the hell? Why aren't you doing the homework? I mean, how dumb do you have to be? Just do the homework. I was like, I know how to do the homework, so why would I do it? Like, there's no reason to practice something that you already can do. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to something like math, where it's like, I suppose I could get a little bit faster, but is that really the important thing? Like, I already knew how to do it. Like, what's the big deal? I'm getting 97s on these tests. Like, shouldn't that just be the thing? And he's like, just do it. Okay, from now on, any... <laughs> and it was a, a classic overreaction. Just, I don't know what he said. It was something wild, though. He's like, okay, now from from now on, every single day, you're going to do three hours of homework. Something, and it may have even been more, but it was something nuts where I'm like, are you insane? Like, on an average day, I maybe did 10 minutes of homework. I'm not going to all of a sudden amp it up every single day, whether I have it or not. I'm not all of a sudden going to just like, well, maybe you could reread the lesson. I'm sure he said something like that to me. I'm like, I'm not going to reread a lesson. I barely read it the first time. Why would I reread it just to fill this meaningless three-hour gauntlet? Which, by the way, is the reason I could have never been in the military, because I question authority at every turn. You know, we'd, we'd be at war, and they go, go, go to that, uh, go over that hill right there and take that hill. And I'd be like, why? What's, why, why do we need that hill? Like, can't we just... Can we, is there a different way to take that hill? Because I don't want to go over there and get shot at, so can we do something? like? That's exactly what I would do. I would question authority. I, I would never be able to be in the military unless day one they made me general. And then I'd be like, all right, I can give orders, but I just can't take them, okay? I can be a part of this. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they're wearing those gloves. It just makes no sense. If you're not gonna, If you're not going to like keep them clean then you're doing me no favors by taking that dude's American Express, swiping it on the thing, handing them a pen, and then grabbing my maraschino cherry and putting it in the bottom of my drink. Yeah, sure, alcohol probably kills it, so we're probably good. That's that's the reason I had multiple drinks. I convinced myself, ah, it doesn't matter that alcohol will kill it, but... Then why why wear gloves in the first place? Your bartender shouldn't need to... If we're, if we're saying alcohol is going to kill it, then your bartender probably doesn't need to... Uh, doesn't need to wear those. I better uh, stop this because I'm about to uh, run out of battery. I got to change batteries. Hold on. All right, we're back. I had to <laughs> had to go to the store to get batteries, and of course, forgot my mask, so I had to take off my. Luckily, I was wearing a uh, long sleeve shirt because the in-laws' house is freezing. Most, you know, most people when they get over the age of seventy, they they raise the thermostat up to like eighty three. <laughs> degrees and you're sitting there sweating you're in the shortest shorts you have and a tank top and you're just sweating your nuts off uh but here they they keep it freezing and plus i set up in the basement so they just i mean uh, just constant whoosh of cold air down there i have to come up you know about every half hour to thaw out but uh I didn't have any batteries that worked so i had to go to the store get some forgot my mask wrap my second t-shirt around my face do my part, go in there. Of course, I'm hungry, so I, <laughs> I leave with like $100 worth of food. <laughs> and most of it's snacks. This is why I'm not allowed to go grocery shopping because I go and I get I get some meal stuff, but I end up getting just a ton of snacks because everything looks good in there when you're hungry. Um, so that's what I did. Luckily, the in-laws are snackers too, so they're, they're good. But uh, right before I turned the mic back on, I inhaled half a box of Juji Fruits which they were a little too fresh for my taste. I like it when usually 
people aren't buying juji fruits. It's not a hot commodity on the candy shelf. So usually you pick up a box of that and it's it's uh you know, they they've been in there for a few years and they got that special chewiness that only cut the crispy outside that comes from you know almost expiring and i love that i love that about marshmallows if you've never eaten a stale marshmallow i suggest you go for it extra chewy still has the marshmallow flavor that you know and love um anyway we're off topic here we're trying to get back into it um i did for those of you that are aware i was growing a quarantine beard and i say was because it uh, it's in the past now. It's in the past. I finally smelled too many things in my mustache <laughs> to allow it to continue. And I gotta say, I don't know how you beard wearers can do it. I you know you see these guys with giant beards and mustaches, and I just don't know how they can continue living life that way because it's worse. It's worse. That's what I will say. Say what you will about the way it makes you look. Some people like it. Some people don't. Um, it's just worse for the wearer. Um, like I, I could physically smell things that I had eaten hours earlier. I was trying to eat an ice cream cone the other day, and I'm like sitting there licking it, and it's impossible not to hit my mustache as I'm eating this ice cream cone. So I'm just wearing uh, I'm just wearing this chocolate chip cookie dough all up in my beard, and and it and it's harder to sleep. That's the other thing that's weird that I did not anticipate. Like you get past the itchy part, and you think, okay, we're good. And I even got some like uh, beard oil that I didn't think made any difference. So that's just snake oil. That <laughs> any kind of oil probably is not not what you need, except for olive oil. I feel like olive oil is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I rubbed that in, didn't make a difference. I'd like lay on it, and it's just uncomfortable to lay on your face. Not a fan at all. Like, and I, I get it. Like, I think every man should try and grow a beard at some point, regardless of whether you can or not. Like, I tried in uh, my senior year of high school. I had like three chin hairs, and I was like, let me grow this out. Let me <laughs> let me show the world that I'm a man now. Uh, my <laughs> My nuts have dropped. And I can grow facial hair, and I just, bing, I had the measliest little thing trying to do a chin strap for the football season. And I th- it was worthwhile. You know, you got to test it, see see what kind of see what kind of man you can be. And then when you, you grow up and you you can grow a beard, and, and you give it a shot. I gave it a valiant effort. I probably went for somewhere between six to eight weeks on this thing, just trimming up the neck and a little bit, like, on the high cheek area. And finally, I was like, you know what? This is for nobody. Enough, enough. And uh, I shaved it. But I videotaped it. And I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put that up somewhere. So if you guys have any interest in, in seeing what's going on um, with that, I can... Oh, look, I just got an email about live dates. Uh, went over the calendar. Most of the dates are still in the books. I do think on September 4th will actually play. Really? Ooh, this is a Nickoff exclusive right here on the podcast. September 4th, where is that? In Deadwood, South Dakota. Wait, the date is moving forward, so they must have just talked to him. Yeah, South Dakota, maybe they've got small number of cases. Deadwood, is that up by the the hill with the faces? What is that, Mount Rushmore? Uh, <laughs> by the way, did you guys see that picture? Trump uh, 
did, gave a speech at Mount Rushmore, and <laughs> they took pictures of him like standing off to the side, and it looked like his was the fifth head <laughs> on Mount. It was kind of funny to look at. If you haven't seen that, uh, Google search uh, Trump at Mount Rushmore, and you'll see <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's standing there, all like presidential, just like, you know, sticks his chin out. He's like, "Here's where my face should be." Um, let's see, Deadwood, September 4th. They think it's going to happen. However, not sure about the other ones, but the venues are keeping them on the books. Wow, I don't think anything's missing. So there's another one, and that's Oklahoma, California. It's moving forward, but I don't... <laughs> okay. All right. There may be live comedy for Nick Hoff in the near future. I, I didn't think that was a possibility, but it's looking like... Maybe it is. The date's moving. Oh, that that one, November 13th, moving to a new date. This date's moving forward, but okay. Huh. Interesting. I, I wonder what the, I wonder what's going on with that. I guess everybody's just kind of wait and see so they don't lose money. These are the big shows uh, here with uh, Cable Guy, so I can't imagine they'd happen, but I guess, I guess things are trying to move back to normal. That's kind of exciting and scary and terrifying at the same time, but we'll see. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to hear the laughter and see your your smiling faces out there again. Huh. All right. Well, that there's your Nick Hoff exclusive. You got the beard announcement, followed by a couple of possible live dates. That's pretty cool. Um, I wasn't anticipating that. That's a <laughs> the work emails have been few and far between, so that's kind of cool to get that info from the manager. Awesome. Well, I, I it's hard to focus now. Uh, I gotta figure out how to tell jokes again. You know, I've done a few Zoom shows, but I got my notes right there. I kind of go over them, on, and, and it's different because I'm talking to faces on a screen. It's different than just being an orator where you're, uh, you know, doing kind of a one-man show up there. So this is, all right, time to get back on it. All these jokes I've been writing, time to put them into practice. I, I talked trash about it earlier, how theories are winning over practice with the uh, Michigan laying down the glove law, and then it doesn't really work in real life. And so here I am. I've got a bunch of theories, a bunch of joke theories, and uh, it's time to put them into practice. Oh, hell. I'm, I'm going to have to ramp up the Zoom shows and the online shows. Maybe I'll do my own. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll put a link out there. People can click in and and, and check out uh, <laughs> the new stuff, and you guys could let me know uh, exactly what's going on there. All right. Well, that's that's all I've got here. I hope everyone is safe and doing okay. Oh, yep, manager's calling right now, so I'm going to respond to that. Uh, take care, you guys. Doom, doom, bip. Bip.